Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm a new mom to two busy toddlers who keep me on my toes. The journey towards sharing my life with these busy toddlers did not come easy. Here, at Coffee and Grace, I share my journey through infertility, adoption, and motherhood. Being a mom has taught me a lot of things, and one thing I know we can all agree on is that motherhood is so much better when you feel connected to other moms. Here we share stories, give advice, and talk about the true beauty of motherhood, which is really found in the messy, not-so-perfect stuff. The conversations here are honest, true, hard, and beautiful. Go find your coffee. Welcome to Coffee and Grace. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. And welcome to episode two of the Coffee and Grace podcast. I'm Sonia, and I'm happy to have my friend and coworker Desiree on the show with me today. So before we dive into today's episode, um, Des, if you don't mind, I would love it if you could just introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about your children, and a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Um, So yeah, as Sonia said, I work with her. So that takes up a large chunk of my life, along with having two little babies who aren't so little anymore to kind of guide along. So my oldest child is nine, and um, her name is Emma. And my second baby is William, and he's six. So I'm a little further along on the child rearing journey than Sonia. My kids are a little bit older, so I have a little bit different perspective there. And it's just me uh, taking care of them most of the time, all the time. So I'm a single mom and I'm working full time. And then I also have um, a side gig passion project work that I do, um, which is wedding and family photography that allows me to do that creative piece a little more that kind of fuels my fire. So between all of that and a, and a dog and a yard <laughs> and a house, <laughs> that's I've a lot. got a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Des. Um, I know I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Um, from the beginning, you've always been a huge supporter of Coffee and Grace, I've bounced many ideas off of you, um, and you've always been very open and honest in regards to having conversations around motherhood and providing advice. Like she mentioned, she's been in the game a little bit longer than me, so I definitely lean on her and ask her lots of questions just to make me feel good and validated in my own mothering. Um, So I know when I sat down and started planning this episode, and sort of what I really wanted it to look like, I'm just like, I have to have Des and we have to have this conversation. I feel like we've had a lot of these conversations in smaller chunks, um, but I just knew you would be one of the best persons to talk to with all this. So um, there's something about you as a mom, like you're super authentic, not even just as a mom, but just as a woman in general. So I think that you'll have a lot of lots of great stuff to add um, to this conversation. So I'm really excited. So let's get started because I know we probably have lots to talk about and I'm sure we'll ramble a lot. So hang in there with us and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So I just want to start off today's conversation and I want to ask you more this, Des, because like I said, you've been in the game a little bit longer than me, but how have you like evolved as a mom. And so what I mean by that, or what I'm trying to explain, um, what I want to hear from you is, so your kids are nine and six. And what are some things that maybe you don't really stress about now that you used to in those early years? How has your perspective sort of changed in that regard? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And actually I'm going to, I'm going to tangent a little bit already because, um, as I was introducing myself, I thought of one thing that I think um, has affected my evolution as a mom, which is that I had my kids a lot younger than everyone else and all of my friends. Mm, So, um, in many ways, those younger years, I wasn't, I was doing, like, I was having kids, my friends didn't have kids, there was no, um, like, later we may talk about comparison and, Mm -hmm. and, like, measuring and worrying and stuff like that. I wasn't, doing it that way. Yeah. I was just literally flying by the seat of my (laughs) pants, trying to pretend I knew exactly what I was doing. 
Um, I think I'm doing that as well, even though, <laughs> but in, yes, I maybe. do. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's what we're all doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one piece of advice I got right off the hop, which is the only piece of advice I try to give moms is that, which really changed my perspective was that you get one day older at the same rate they get one day older. Oh, I love that. So you don't have to have anything mm. figured out because you're going to, you're going to grow as they grow. Mm. And I think that was probably the best thing anyone could have yeah, ever told me. Yeah, I love me. that. But, yeah, thinking back um, to those younger years and, like, some of the things I cared about, um, I thought that I needed to have all the answers. That was one thing. And I was young, and you're a new mom, and people are always trying to tell you things. Yeah. And you, uh, you want to, you know show them that you know what you're doing because you know your kid and you don't want to like hear that advice all the time right yeah so absolutely I I tried to pretend I had all the answers mm-hmm. and maybe I sort of thought I had all the answers whereas yeah. now I don't think I have any <laughs> answers <laughs> I think my daughter has all the answers yeah, for probably. me <laughs> yeah. um but and then also like just little things like you learn to let go of things that just really don't matter as much. Yeah. Like, in my first child, and I was all about, like, making sure she was dressed cute and her clothes were hung up perfectly in her closet and blah, blah, blah. All of that sort of <laughs> stuff. Really in, I really had a thing for, like, um, patterned mm. nylons. She oh. had to wear them under everything. Because I was like, when you get old, you can't wear patterned na- nylons anymore. So <laughs> like, do them as when you're little, and it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. So then, yeah, then my son came along, and uh, he refused to wear clothes <laughs> and only wore pajamas until he was four. So did or you? Five. How did did people like make comments on that? Like, oh yeah. When you were out, like, you can't dress your kid, or well, no, not like so much like that. Well, people would. Oh, he's in pajamas. <laughs> cute. Like but not pe- cute, but like they weren't really... Like some were authentic yeah. and some weren't. Yeah. And then a lot of... Like it was also um, some some family members who would have to take him places. Oh, who yeah. Who mostly felt that, um, you know, that comes from their own internalized shame. Because right. they're worried about what pe- being judged. Yeah. But I was already past being judged. <laughs> I was like, I'm too damn busy to worry about... <laughs> If he's got pajamas and some, and often pajamas with holes in the knees. Oh, right. So Those he are good just ones. really looked like a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we were just a wreck. We might have been. But you probably were picking your battles. Totally. Like, are you going to fight with him? That's what he wanted to wear. And you were just like, that's okay. No. And yeah. I think at that point in his life, like, that's when um, me and his dad were separating and yeah. there was a lot of change. And. For him, like, he had a bit of a clothes thing. So, like, mm, yeah, it was a safe place. His pajamas yeah. were safe. And who am I to tell him amongst that chaos? Yeah. You're not allowed. You like, ha- force absolutely. him into something? Mm-hmm. Like, not worth it. Absolutely. Not worth it. And yeah. I guess that's where maybe we do know. Because we're... They're mamas. Yeah. And we have this connection to them that we've had since they were new babes and yeah. we know if we listen to that intuition instead of like the other stuff yeah like we know what they need i love that yeah that is so true no that's that's good they we could just holy right pajamas there. yeah holy pajamas <laughs> just embrace it i think i'm just and i'm still very much in the like i've haven't even been a mom for two jace will be two in september so just coming up on two years but i'm still very much i don't know if it's i'm not necessarily worried about what people think necessarily i probably am in some ways but in regards to like how i dress them or the things i do i think a lot of it is because i enjoy it but i'm also probably still haven't really settled into not caring completely um i try not to do the things i do because that's what people want. I think I'm honestly, the way I dress my kids and how I feed my kids and the activities they do and the routines they do is truly how I feel that's what I want to do. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't affected by, you know, what other people might think. I have seen myself 
kind of change a couple of different things just because I've seen someone else do something differently. It's more or less when I'm maybe out in public. Um, so I'm still settling into that a little bit, but I think it's so just sort of the advice you have given. Um, the connection piece, I love that. Just listening to your intuition, listening to the connection you have with your child, and like that's all that matters. And like your inner voice. Like yeah. if you if it matters to you that these ducks are in a row, right, then put your damn ducks in a row. Absolutely. Like, and if it don't and if you don't care and then, if it's okay, yeah. Yes. Then just I love that. Let the ducks let roam. the ducks roam. My ducks are probably <laughs> roaming in the and neighbor's I know yard. That's probably something I, I could do better at. Because I'm a pretty, like, organized, structural, routine mom. But I know that's good for kids, but I also know kids don't always follow it the way you want it to go. You can set out the best laid plans, the best laid routines, and something's going to go astray. Your kid's still going to lose their mind in the superstore aisle. You're still going to leave playgroup and they're going to be screaming no matter how much you set them up for success. So I think just going in with the plan, but allowing yourself like it's might not work out. Yeah. And just to let that go. So I think I, that's where I'm trying to get to just breathing and just being like, well, I want to be the mom that is dragging their kid out of wherever, having a tantrum and looking so calm. Like me, I'm just like trying to look calm with my kid like in a football hold. She's just getting to the car. Right. right. And then, <laughs> then she's, she's losing her shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. True. Like we're okay, humans. I need to, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she's not staying completely calm. But I see that mom and I'm just like, wow, like how you look so calm. And here I'm just like pick your stuff up, get in the car. But I'm trying to like talk sweet, like Chase, just sit down. You probably look calm. Down. I don't know if I... Maybe I do. You know? Like, maybe, to the other moms? Maybe. I don't know. They're probably like... <laughs> how could she look so calm? I want to be that mom. Yeah, maybe. I don't feel... Me. I do try to hide it. So maybe maybe I do come across as, like... It's perspective, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I love that. Like, just kind of... It's not that you don't care what other people think. Well, it's you should. But just listening to your own intuition, own inner voice what's yeah. right for you is what's right for your kids. Yes. Yeah. It's like the hardest thing to do. A hundred percent. As women, that's yes. another podcast. Yeah. But yeah. like we've been taught a long time yeah. not to listen right. to that voice. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. And not that I want to just yeah. jump in here because you said something about like it getting like caring less as your kids get older or yeah. something. It doesn't go away. Oh, it doesn't. So you're telling me like I'm gonna just like stress like for the rest I of still lives? like seriously like it's still there. It hangs. Mm. It hangs. Do you get better like at like rela- not caring as much in in specifically around what other people might think or feeling judged when you're out in public because of the choices you make or how you dress your kids or maybe if you let them sit on the iPad in the cart or at the waiting room and other moms feel like. That's just not a lot. Like, so do you just sort of, like, own? You just got to. You just got to own your motherhood, yeah. You just got to. Yeah. Like, and I think, I don't Yeah. Not that I do all the time. Like, no. I still, you know, feel the same way. But yeah. about, it's, uh, you know, it creeps in. That, it, that, yeah. That questioning yourself. Yeah. Thing. But I find for me, just because my mind is super, like, analytical, yeah. as long as I've read a research article that supports my ideas, <laughs> then I'm like, it's backed in the research. That <laughs> like so... me. <laughs> it's my go-to. <laughs> so, it's backed in the research. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work, right? <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, that's a good place to move into our next. That was a really good conversation. I really like that. Um... So we had mentioned earlier that Des and I do work um, together. We're both full-time working moms. Um, I just recently returned to work. I think it's been about four months already. So slowly starting to feel like I'm settling into this somewhat new routine. Um, But if I'm being completely honest, I'm getting more used to settling in. But I find it, it's been really hard, (laughs) this back to work 
balancing, which I don't think is a thing. I don't think you can balance your work life and your mom, like you're always going to be more in in one area or the other, but that's neither here nor there. But I already found myself to be like a super organized person. I know Des can attest to this. And she saves me at work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but working and managing a household, I really like, I felt like I really had to step it up a little bit. And because I felt like if I didn't step it up and had my ducks in a row, then no one would be fed and no one would be dressed. And probably I would be so stressed, I think, just because the way I work. So you are a single mom with two kids, a daughter who's a competitive gymnast, busy, busy. So you've been working for a long time. You've been managing kids. And I'm not really, I don't think there's a solution to it all. And we don't have to get into specifically why we chose to work and whatnot. That could be a whole other podcast just talking about our choices. But how do you manage it all? Like, do you feel like you just prioritize what's important? Um, For me, working is important. I love my job. I love my career. So when I made the decision to go back to work, um... I made that decision because that's truly what I wanted to do. Was it hard? 100%. Did I feel bad? Did I feel guilty? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the feelings came with it. But now that I've been in it, I'm really happy I made the decision. I miss my kids on the daily. But I know I'm, for me personally, and what I want for my children and the mom I want to be, I know I'm in the right place. But I'd be lying if I said it was easy to manage all like yeah it's I don't even know if you can perfectly balance it I don't think there is a balance no I agree it's a it's a bit of a chaotic just sometimes it's just chaotic sometimes it's just chaotic yeah um it's little things like like I I like I let some things go yeah like the whole feeding (laughs) of children of myself just food consumption is like a huge gap and weakness in my house (laughs) we're grazers and we get this stuff in Mm -hmm. and um it's like it's not all junk like it's the kids probably way healthier than me they just graze on like yeah fresh fruits and vegetables yeah but um so that's one thing that I just like have let go yeah um not trying to like perfectly plan every meal and have it together. No. Because you're not going to. Just not going to. You're not going like, to. I don't know. You just. Sometimes I wonder if like trying to hold up all the plates. Yep. All the spinning plates. Then you're going to let them all crash mm-hmm. at some point. But if you keep up like a few of them. Right. That you can manage. Then you're doing pretty good. You're, pr- you're doing pretty freaking fantastic. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, I had a thought and it maybe is fleeting. Do you like, do you like in regards to managing your time, do you find that you have to give up things? Like maybe you personally, um, because you just don't have the time or do you feel like you're kind of picky in regards to things your kids do because your time is so valuable and stuff like that and well, you only have so much time in a day? Yeah, well... We, um, like, I give up things like I don't watch TV. Like, Mm -hmm. except for I definitely watched Game of Thrones. But, you know, I was staying up too late and coming to work tired when I was doing that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't, I maybe have, like, an hour of TV a week. Yeah. So I don't have time for TV. Yeah. Um, I fill TV with TV time, like, where maybe other people would be watching TV. Usually, like, I'm working, doing my side hustle, but that's my passion. Yeah. And so that fills my bucket. Right. Um, but things like, like I wanted really badly and you know that I overcommitted and signed up for a couple of slow pitch teams this spring (laughs) (laughs) and I've maybe made like three games because there's just no time. You can't do it all. It's the understanding that I will be there when I, when it works and I won't when I can't. And right as it is right now, Sonny said my daughter's a competitive gymnast, but um, my son isn't in any activities. Right. And it's a serious question of how we're going to be able to do that. 
because things we are already compensating like I work until four and gym starts at four right. but we can't get there so she's right. late and it's just something we can see you do and we let go yeah like we let we it just go. let it go and if William wanted to do activities at well, the same time how would you get two kids to two different places I'm not time? entirely sure yet maybe in like a year <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that yeah but. like that's that's a that's a real like how how could you do it if you mm-hmm. wanted to I know you could reach out and get supports but it's just that's just another piece to it like how it's mm-hmm. about managing it I think mm-hmm. yeah it's managing. not easy and what works for you like right. you yeah. know in our office chats which we kind of joke about like maybe that could be the podcast yeah <laughs> it could be <laughs> because but we we talk about how different we are yeah and for you know some people having it super planned and, and organized yeah. and prepped and ready to go is like what you need which is me yeah it it's what I need. It's not only what I think I need or mm-hmm. like what I'm trying to do because that's what you do. It honestly is what I need personally yeah. to make me tick yes. at a high rate. And get your stuff. And like get my stuff. If that was weighing there, yeah. like you're like knowing those things are not done, then, you know, you're not going to be able to do your job as good. You're no. not gonna be, But yeah. if that's what works for you. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I'm sure you couldn't just let your kids go graze and you you know you wouldn't be okay with that I probably wouldn't be but it's almost like I feel like sometimes I wish I could be on the other end like more locks and lots of things because then I'm like maybe I'd be less uptight or stressed about being so specific about meal times and what they're wearing and like just all like the routine stuff because I'm very routine but then on the flip side I'm like when I'm kind of more lax and just letting it go because of various reasons and just like so stressed about it Mm -hmm. and it kind of just like sets me off my like yeah yeah so I feel like that's what I need to do to make me where you might be more lax but not that's just that works for you like that's yeah that works for me your personality more to just kind of roll with it a little more roll with it but there are the random things that I can't you know yeah let go or whatever right for sure but but I think it's just this one, this is a pretty loaded question and I don't, I don't think Des and I really have like the million dollar answer to it. I think we're just two full-time working moms with children trying to get through the day the best we can mm-hmm. and just focusing on the wins of that day and not every day is going to look so great and some days you're just going to kill it and yeah. you're like, I killed it today, supper was great, the kids ate, we got to bed on time, no one had a breakdown. Yeah. Every, everyone got to their activities. Everything was great. And then the next day, it's going to go a mess. And mm-hmm. it's going to be complete chaos, which is probably going to be most days. And I think you just roll with it. I just, Yeah, and I think the underlying message that we're getting to is that it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have it all planned or if you fly by the seat of your pants or if you work or if you don't work. Shit's going to go awry. Yeah. Like... You're, there's going to be the meltdowns. There's going to be days when everybody's exhausted and things do not work out regardless of any of those variables. So the most important thing you can do is what works for you. Yes. Like, and it can be very different than every other mom that you see. I agree. And it's just like. It's what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But then the next topic will on social media yes (laughs) that's a good little segue into our next sort of topic um social media and this honestly could be a whole episode just on this topic and you know what it might be someday but I wanted to touch on it I say briefly and it might not be so so brief but I know like I want to just I guess talk about how social media and how it has affected you and your parenting, both positively and negatively, because I think it's both sometimes. Um, I know, just thinking, like starting off this conversation, I know I can think of so many examples of how social media has done both, like positively and negatively influenced and affected me as a mom. And I guess maybe influence isn't like the best word, but affected me emotionally, I suppose. And it's either made me feel guilty or shamed or sometimes 
this is probably more on the rare side. I feel like, oh, a parenting win, like made me feel good about myself. More times it's probably made me feel guilty or ashamed or questioning or took away my joy. But sometimes I, it's made me feel like, oh, like looks good or my kids did something good. And so, so maybe it's a parenting win, but I'm going to die. I just want to tell a little bit of a little story here and hopefully I don't ramble too much, but when I was a new mom, or when I was, I am a new mom, but right in those early months, I know I felt like super isolated. So I went from being before kids, pre-kids, working full time. I was coaching lots. I was volunteering um, in the community. I was on different committees. I trained um, in CrossFit with some friends and we did that every single day. So it was a big part of my life. And Drew and I were just, I had the luxury because I didn't have children. Um, and we were also trying to build our family. So I really tried to keep busy as kind of a coping mechanism, but I was able to go from that. And then all of a sudden Jace came and came quite suddenly. Um, so within 10 weeks, I was taken out LOA from my job, staying home full time on and on and on. And so I went from being busy, always being around people to sometimes never leaving my house and not talking to a single adult beside my husband at the end of the day. And by the time he got home from work, I was just like, I was in survival mode. And so 4 p.m. came, Drew got home and I could take a break. And so that isolation was big for me, being a pretty social person. So I felt that I would use social media as a way to connect with other moms. And so in lots of ways, that was a good thing. It, I was able to connect with other moms but I say connect but it's I, I would say like that was my way of connecting but it was obviously not in person but I was able to like get advice from other moms and reach out and to make me feel like I was doing good but what I felt like what it did most times was it was almost more damaging because all of a sudden I would feel like I had it all together and I'd feel like Jace did something really great and I was having a good day or and then I would scroll on social media and maybe another kid around his age hit a milestone before him or did something better or maybe Jace was being a really naughty child that day and crying or losing his mind and I think what you don't see on social media is it's really a highlight reel you see a lot of good stuff and I'm guilty of it too. I'm posting the happy moments of my life. So I think you sometimes forget that on your hard days. So as I'm scrolling through and I think on those bad days, you just want to feel like someone else is having a bad day too or someone else's kid lost their mind today and you're not alone. And that is where I felt it was most damaging because I never saw that. I never saw a picture of a kid losing their mind in Superstore or a mom may be posting about her postpartum depression and how hard those moments were. So I felt like in those hard moments is where I've wanted to see that through social media and I didn't because you didn't, you can't see that in a lot of ways. And so I know I'm a little bit rambling, but I felt like that was maybe how social media didn't help me as a mom. Mm -hmm. Was that like comparison and like, but the truth is we all know those moms are having those moments mm -hmm. and we all know that after the fact but in those moments when I was struggling mm -hmm. I just wanted to see it and I didn't and I was like especially as a new mom I just wanted to feel like you got it together and the other mom does too but then sometimes she doesn't and your kid's normal yeah I felt like sometimes my kids weren't normal <laughs> like I felt like I was the only one with a kid because sometimes I would leave the play group and Jace didn't want to leave. He was having fun, but he would be screaming. But other moms would just walk out with their kids and their kids would be fine leaving. And so in those moments, I also felt like I'm the only one. So I'm going to let you chime in here a little bit about social media. Well, um, I think like in your story there, yeah. you were already experiencing a sense of isolation, mm -hmm. which is like, it is... I would say the hardest thing about being a mom. Yeah. Like that isolation. Yeah. Yeah, you and you're isolated and maybe work like work allows you to get to work and you're doing work. Right. But like you're not super connecting on a really real level. Yeah. And 
yeah, working and then you're home and then you're alone with your kids mm-hmm. and you're just like isolated all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're reaching out through what seems like an avenue that you should be able to connect, but it's not, it's, it's not, um, entirely, entirely. And it can be though. So like my experience with social media, mm-hmm. shockingly, is very <laughs> different. Yeah. Like not shockingly, that was sarcasm because yeah. our experiences are just so different. They are. Yeah. But, um, I moved away from my family and friends and everything when my first, um, kid was five months. So I moved like all the way across like 36 hours of driving away. Yeah. So I used social media as a way of sharing a lot about what my kids were doing, um, with family. Yeah. Um, so they really appreciated it, but again, like uh, none of my friends had kids. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't like following anybody's social media for updates on what, whether my kid was where their kid is or like Mm -hmm. what they were doing. Cause she was the only one she around. She was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were able just to set the bar wherever you were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And no, but, yeah. um, so, and then like, um, well actually I had a funny experience today. Um, my social media is for sure a highlight reel. I've had one friend comment and say that I have a personal brand and I was like, <laughs> what? And I guess I kind of only post certain kinds of things and it sort of seems like I'm this super zen hippie mom or something (laughs) like you know the one you were speaking about who never gets upset yeah (laughs) um and so I had another friend um just comment that they you know were keeping up on my life or whatever and I said something about being a yelling mom and this friend was kind of shocked that I was yelling mom and I was like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> like I yell and a lot. Yeah. And I think it's a good example to show like you only see a certain part of my parenting yeah. on social media. You don't see like the morning meltdown before school where right. I drop, you know, a kid off crying and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst mom on the planet because I just sent my kid to school crying. Like, I should know better. How is she going to learn today? She's so dysregulated. Yeah. I've ruined her life. She's never going to (laughs) graduate. Right. (laughs) You know? It's over. Like, those, that stuff's not shared. No. And, and maybe social, like, maybe it's not bad of us to not share that. In social media, because I do think the highlight reel is okay yeah, to show is. the good stuff. And it's sometimes nice to see yeah. all the good stuff. Like, yeah. the kid's happy, and the family's happy, and my friends are happy, and they're traveling. And I like seeing that as well. Yeah. But I, I think, though, sometimes what I should have done in those early, if I was feeling that isolation, is I should have got off social media and connected with someone in real life in real life rl yeah real life like i used to and maybe went for coffee or took a break or um went to the gym and so i once i started doing that and i know like drew my husband encouraged me a lot he's like like why don't you just even like go for a drive or like go out with your friends or go for coffee or and I noticed that when I started allowing myself to do that a little bit more and actually connecting and with moms or women or whoever in real life, mm-hmm. then it made a huge difference in regards to the isolation. And yeah. then I also was like, okay, not everyone's kids got it together or is like the perfect kid. They're just like mine. Yes. Everyone's okay. They're just being a They're kid. just being whatever age they're being. Yes. They're just being that age. And I yeah. think because I didn't... Well, I, I was learning too as a mom and I didn't really know like what a four month old was supposed to do and what a six month and what a one year. And so I was trying to compare, but I heard a really good quote that comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm not sure who said that, but I, I think that was a good way because you can, I felt joy in lots of ways about my children all the time. But then as soon as I started comparing them to another kid, I noticed that's like, oh, maybe Everly isn't as smart as I thought or as advanced or whatever because she started crawling later. And I think 
it's so superficial and it's so not important. But in those moments when you start comparing, it can be damaging because there's no, you don't, you should never compare children. <laughs> honestly like and yeah. think of that relating to you're comparing your parenting yes. yourself as a mom yeah and then it becomes this internalized like uh, like negative feeling mm-hmm. that you're you're just not doing it right yeah and I think I think I, I think if there's one thing that I've done yeah is just concede to the fact that there is no right yeah and I'm never going to do it right yeah like it's not right. There's no right. Right. There isn't. There's there isn't just a right. like there's not a book you get when you become a mom that well there is probably some books. There's so many there's books. There's so many books. And I've read, you know I've read <laughs> all the books. I'm always telling you, oh, I read this new book about this. And so sometimes they can be good, but sometimes you're right. Read the book, but have the perspective or re, re look on the social media, read the research article, or compare yourself to other people, but know. Yeah. There's no one right. There's no one right. No. There, I, I think it maybe was this one, like, satirical article I read about sleep training. <laughs> and it it was every sentence contradicted itself. Yeah. But each sentence was, like, a piece of advice from a different book. Right. And it was, like, remember, they're all trying to sell you something. Here. Yeah. And it's all, you could read one thing and the next day read something else. Yeah. So just take what works for you that's the best advice yeah because you're right i so like conflicting things like so many feed your kids this do baby led weaning don't do baby led weaning sleep train but don't sleep train like like co-sleep but don't co-sleep, co-sleep. but don't co-sleep and you and then you're just like hey just i just wanted someone to tell me what the right way to do it was. can you get my daughter to sleep and i will pay you whatever but you're right there's there's no one right way. There's the right way for you. Yeah. And you know what? You might change. Uh-huh. I've already, like, you might be like, this is the way. And then you're like, okay, nope. Like, <laughs> <That> whoops. <laughs> didn't work. Let's try something else. And as much as, like, you and I are different, your yeah. one baby and then your next yeah. baby are totally different people. Yes. And I think they are. they're the manual. Yeah. Like, they're the manual. And that. in order to know what the manual says you have to connect with them yeah beautiful and that takes time which is hard sometimes yes when you're a working mom or any mom time is really a very very yeah. hot commodity so. so put away the books yeah put away comparing yourself and just listen to the manual in front of you yeah and listen to them oh i got goosebumps oh i love that that's good I gotta remember that. <laughs> well, good thing it's more, in this good thing, <laughs> good thing I can listen to this podcast again and take that advice. Oh, yeah. that is perfect. I think that's a good way to dive into our next one. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about the importance of taking guilt-free time for yourself. <laughs> and I know, as a mom, um, I know Des and I have talked a lot about this, and she's been... She's going to have lots of good things to say about this, and I'm still working at it. But I think it's so important. We all know self-care is so important. Taking time to fill your own bucket because you can't pour from an empty cup. It's all true. We all know it. But let me flip and tell you, it is so hard, especially harder now. It was easier when I wasn't working full-time because I felt less guilty if Drew came home at four and I was off to the gym or even then I didn't leave a lot to be honest I make it sound like oh I'll see you later like I spent very few hours away from my children for a big chunk of their life but I felt less guilty about it so I'd feel like I was with them all day I'm with them all day every day if I want to sneak away no big deal and it was fine but now that I'm back to work a perfect example you and I were gonna go out for a drink after a work event and sort of celebrate it and I was like kept going back and forth and being like oh you know but I was working all week and you know it's Friday and and you're just like okay but you should you should come like we should just go and hang out so I finally decided yeah I'm gonna go convince myself asked Drew about a hundred times and he was like don't just go like I wanted him to validate and make me feel good about it Mm -hmm. I finally went out but then I had to rush back for bath time and bedtime I, it was also, I will admit, like I missed the kids, but I felt, I did that more because I felt guilty because I had been worked all week. 
and I just got home and only saw him an hour and I was leaving again and I wasn't going to see him again until the next day. So I think, I don't know if you have the answer. Do you have the answer, Des, on how to not feel guilty? <laughs> Let me just check my manual. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such, that is such a work in progress for me now, especially being back to work, trying to figure that out. And I see some women, I don't know if they don't feel guilty. I don't know that. But I feel like they just kind of just, they, I guess, not that they don't feel guilty, but I feel like they just do it and own it and don't care. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, maybe they do care, but they're just like, I take time for myself. It's important to me that I go to the gym that helps my mental health, makes me feel good about myself, and that's what makes me a better mom. Mm-hmm. And I believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. But I can't make myself do it and actually enjoy myself. Right. Doing it is so hard. It's hard. Oh, it's hard. I, but so important. I feel like I'm only now, and like my daughter's nine, so that's a lot of years mm-hmm. uh, later. I feel like I'm only now getting to the place where I'm getting a little bit better yeah. at taking that time, but I'm still not super good at it. Yeah. And I think it's it's really hard to keep in your forefront of your mind, like prioritize this so that I'll be better later. Yeah. It's it rather... Prioritize yourself. Yeah. Put you first. Like, I can't... Like, even saying that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's... Put yourself first. Like, would no, everyone else should come first. My kids should come first. My husband, my partner, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like... Because I'm even having trouble having this conversation because yeah. I'm like, well, remember, if you just do X, Y, and Z, like, if you do the bedtime right, and if yeah. you do this, you know, make sure that... Um, you know, their lunches are made yeah. and everything's done, then things will go smoother. And if you get all that done right, if things are going smoother, then you'll have time right. for yourself. But it shouldn't it be flipped. Yes. It should. Yeah. Or I, like, I don't know. I know. It's a bal- It's a constant juggling act yep. between all of those things. I think it's hard to put yourself first because... You know, as moms, we're, we're caretakers and we're oftentimes taking care of our families. Not only are specifically, and this is for all moms, but thinking about you and I just because we work. Like, not only are we working full time, but we're also, other people are helping take care of our kids during that time yeah. or, or school. But like, when you get home, there's lots of moving parts. Kids activities. Spending time with your kids because they're missed you all day and they just need you, all of you. Mm-hmm. And to take, like, I think it's hard to find the balance between that, like, but no, I'm going to go take time for myself Mm -hmm. because that's important because that's going to make me a better mom. Mm -hmm. But doing that is so hard to not feel guilty. And I don't know how you can make it not hard. And you probably never, not ever feel guilty. I don't know. Maybe some days I'll feel less guilty. Yeah. There's moments I think... I think the more you allow yourself, I think that's what I'm trying to say is Mm -hmm. when I went out with you that night and I just did it, I had fun. I enjoyed it. I came back. I did bedtime. But I was like, when I got back, I was like, Drew probably could have put them to bed and it would have been okay. So I think if I allow myself just to do it more Mm -hmm. and do like, do the things that I need to do more, not, not leaving my kids every day when I get home from work, which I can never do. But if I did, it's okay once in a while. And also, like, giving flip it, it's good quality time for dad to get in there True. and have that one-on-one. Yeah, it is. Because they need that, too. Which I, because I'm a little bit of a control freak. Okay, a lot of it. <laughs> so, it's probably good that when I'm not there, because Drew could just do things his way yeah. and not do it my way. So, that's how I like that. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's important for, like, you and your partner to take time. Yes. We don't do that ever. <laughs> yeah. We're working on that. Like, and I know it's a season right now. Like, it's especially hard. For, like, it's not easy for us with two kids under two. It's busy and we can't really, who wants to take it? Like, we have grandparents, <laughs> but we really have no family in town. Yeah. So we're limited. I know when they get older, and I don't want to use the excuse, when they're older, it'll get easier because you still have to work on it. But yeah. I think it's a season for me specifically. Definitely. You have your hands full. And so... Hopefully, but I do think it's important to keep it in the forefront. Take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Will it ever be guilt-free? I don't know. 
He's Maybe not. nine years in and you're still not sure. I so don't know. I got no hope for me. <laughs> and you know what? I think that you can have both. Yeah. You can have the feeling. You could feel guilt. Yeah. Meanwhile, feel, uh, you know, that sense of joy or that sense of connection mm-hmm. or that sense of warmth from uh, going out on a date yeah. or whatever, going for a run and feeling the runner's high. Yeah. Like whatever. You can have guilt and that good feeling at the same damn time. That's true, right? You're you're probably still going to feel guilty no matter what. So just go and do the damn thing. Yeah. And fill your cup and feel it at the same time. Yes. That's good. Because feelings so don't true. make sense. They don't. No. 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 Mom guilt? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. Oh. Mom guilt. It is a very, very heavy weight. I it's don't... a heavy weight. I don't think it ever really goes and then you know sometimes what we get is moms we get this really special sweet spot of our kids becoming our kids safe place mm. which often means when you walk in the door from work and as much as you might be tired or whatever and you need to get somewhere else they've had their little lives mm-hmm. like my kids being in school yeah which is you know their whole little universe yeah of relationships and friendships and just like a lot of things to manage yeah and they come home and they're tired and they're exhausted right and then they They had a day too they had a day and you just gotta pull your friggin shit together (laughs) for a little bit longer to deal with that yeah and help let them have that melting point with you and then hopefully you can get on to the next thing but if you're not ready for that when you get mm-hmm. home, and then things escalate, and then right. you need that time away, but you can't take it. You can't take you it. Re- re- like repairing something or whatever. Yeah. It just gets like, it becomes like a vicious cycle. But things just are hard sometimes. That was a good, like, just reminder, like, just the piece that you said about, like, they've had a day too. Yeah. Like, They've been in daycare. They've been at school. Whatever they've been busy doing, they're tired too. So if they come home and although they're probably excited to see you, but they might be dealing with some stuff too. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they, like, especially as they get older, man. Right. Yeah. When they can start talking back. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden you, you're like redirection doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Oh gosh, I'm going to hold on to that for as long as I can. Yeah. But there's no reasoning right now. So I'm at the, I can redirect, but I can't reason, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure when the reasoning I'm quite thankful comes. for the reasoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't reason. Seatbelt buckling on your own. That's right. a magical period. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Oh gosh. Every season has its thing, hey? Yes. yes. Yeah. So they say. Okay. So, um... I think what we talked about, everything we've talked about today will tie in sort of nicely sort of into this last one and kind of this one's hopefully, well, is a little bit lighter, I think, in some ways. I don't know if anything is ever light and not deep when you and I talk, but um, I want to talk a little bit about family culture. And I know this is kind of like a term that gets thrown around a lot, but so I want to know if it's important to you, family culture. So I guess what I want to know is, do you intentionally think about what your family culture will be? Like, um, routines, what's important in regards to family vacation and activities that your kids do and routines, like whatever that culture will be as a family. We always eat dinner together at 5, 15 PM every day and that's important. Or we graze and that's okay. So just like your family culture, do you think about it intentionally or is it just something that it's just your personality as a mom and how it comes out? And in addition to that, as we're talking, um, I hope we can touch on how do you sort of honor that culture in like your daily parenting? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So f- young, young Des. Yeah. Knew a lot as I alluded to already. <laughs> she thought she knew a lot of things. And I think one of the things I initially decided, um, and I would say has carried through, is that I decided that I was having kids, yes, and 
I was not going to let it super shake my life up and flip it upside down, which meant we were going to do the things that we usually do. We were going to like go to slow pitch tournament, go yep. camping, go here and there. Like I'm a road warrior. Anyone yep. who knows me, I just am always driving. And so I wasn't going to stop any of that. And, I mean, like, I didn't totally win at that. Like, <laughs> my kids existed and they needed nap times. And yeah. I did become, like, a nap Nazi. And th the nap time is a coveted, coveted thing. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> it's it is. so important. So important. Um, but I know lots of parents who weren't like that, too. But, yeah. um... And I think it has carried on. Like, I can jump in the car with my kids and with no devices, and we will drive for seven hours, yeah. and it's fine. Because they've always had that in their lives. Yeah. So I have carried those things on. Um, and a lot of that is my idea. Um, but my ideas don't always work with my kids' personalities. Mm -hmm. So my idea is that we should just go with the flow and make changes and, like, Oh, yeah, no, actually, we're going to do this instead, or, we're, you know, yeah. we're going to drive. Oh, didn't work out. Um, <laughs> turns out they like to be, to know what's going on. Mm. So, especially my oldest, who is um, rather type A. <laughs> and so, she has always, since she was very young, like three, needed to know what we were doing and when we were doing it, or else yeah. a meltdown would happen. Mm. So... I had to adapt to her too. Right. So as much as I had these ideas, yeah. we then have to co-create something that works for us. Yes. And how much do I intentionally build it in? I think my philosophy is inherent. Part of it is that it's not that intentional. It's right. just like it's yeah. happening. And But although like camping, yeah, being out in nature, mm -hmm. like that is something important. To right. So I will bust my ass mm -hmm. packing and unpacking and like probably like completely exhaust myself. Yep. Just to take these damn kids camping. But I want them to do that. Yeah. You know, and that's where things like it's a it is purposeful. It's purposeful so, yep. that we get super muddy. Yeah. It's purposeful that um like that I don't have a like a regular um, swing set in the backyard and instead I bought a slack line that I can take with me everywhere. So that aligns with my culture of yeah. we're going and we're doing and we're moving and we're shaking. I love that. And so, yeah. That's your family culture. That's my family culture. It is. Pajamas in rubber boots, yeah. jumping in puddles. I have so many pictures of my kids yeah. doing that. Like that's... Being in nature. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what we do. That's we what do you do. We have a craft room that is random stuff. And... I used to really guide them through their crafts, but I, that wasn't really my style. So yeah. they just do it. They make a mess. I will come home and Emma's got like all the paint on the table and like she's painting a water bottle and a checkered <laughs> pattern and I'm, it looks cool, but I'm also like the cringing mess. because yes. of the mess that I'm going to clean know. up later. But you just gotta, But you're just like, wow. This is my like choice. Like, you're being creative. Yeah. And like, my choice is the creative yeah. art. And so that means I have a really ratty table that is paint mm -hmm. all over it. And yep. there is also paint on my, like, natural, uh, like, old um, character hardwood floor. Oh, oh, but, mm. you know, it's just going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like, I guess, yeah. like, that's intentional. Those yeah. are... Those... I, that's what I'm, I'm giving up. Yeah. Certain things like, uh, organized. Yeah. Um, like tidy. Yeah. To give your kids done. experiences. To give them, yeah, it's intentional. It is. Even if yeah. some days I am walk into my house and I'm like completely overwhelmed. Right. With the chaos. Mm hmm Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Like you said, it's just, it's based on your personality, but it's also like not even just your personality, but it's also like what you believe is important for mm -hmm. your children and like right. how their life. And I know I have thought a lot about like my family culture and what that will look like. And I know I have the type of personality that will want to control situations and to perfectly plan. I'm definitely the type of person that 
um, we're already planning, like, I said to Drew, I'm like, I really want to take our kids to Disneyland when they're, like, little enough to, like, and, though, like, that's a normal thing to think, but, like, we're planning on taking them when they're five, but I'm already, like, that's a long time away, but I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, like, take that and, like, use it in a good way, but also just find a way to go with the flow with the family culture, like, so I don't want to, I want to be intentional in regards to family culture to help control, like, me not wanting to control things, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to be more intentional, just, like, going with the flow to a certain degree, allow my kids' experiences to go, like, camping and being in nature, and all those things are actually really important to me as a kid, um, or for my children. I think it's so important my kids are outside every single day playing I'm experimenting. I'm definitely a risky play mom. I, I like, I really value my kids like climbing things and even they're little. And I know some moms see me like on the playground and I just let my one and a half year old climb up the slide and go down. Like I'm not being unsafe, but I'm allowing them risk that's appropriate for their age. And that's something that's important to me is allowing them that flex. So in some ways, although I'm a control freak, when it comes to certain things, like that's important to me, like that risky play, that adventure, being in nature, I'm, I'm kind of more of a free spirit that way where I'll be like, like you're intentionally building that. I am like, and I'm less worried about it. Like I'm not the mom on the playground that's like climbing around. Maybe with my, like Everly, she's smaller. I'm probably more following her a little bit because she's not quite there smart enough but I see Jason he's getting to the point where he can just wander a little bit and explore and I kind of just let him evaluate and think about it and keep close but just sort of let him explore and I think that's really helped him developmentally and it's important to me to do that so that's specifically around like that piece but I do think a lot about building that family culture and I guess what I want for my kids and I think it will evolve and and sometimes you don't get to pick and you sometimes probably don't get to pick like does my daughter being a competitive gymnast align with my family culture no no right like no it doesn't but but she loves it loves it so you know like so here we are here you are you know doing the perfect bun yeah with the YouTube video to make sure it's perfect so that she can have the thing she wants. Making it her own. Right? And that's such a, like, sports and activities. Yeah. Like, I just think of Drew. He's, like, baseball and hockey. And he always talks, like, our kids are going to be baseball hockey players. And I know he'd be okay if our kids were anything. But he's hoping for that. But mm-hmm. you're right. Like, maybe they'll turn into something different or like a different activity or sport or be more artsy. And just kind of going with that as well, I think... A piece of us is just allowing our kids to be their own person mm-hmm. and not trying to mold them into something that mm-hmm. you think. Definitely. And at the beginning, you're probably going to do that because they, they're starting to develop their interests and personalities. Right. But I think once they figure out what they want to do, I say my goal is, and I hope I'm the mom who lets them explore mm-hmm. all like kind of. All let these different lead. things. Yeah. That's what you like. Let them lead. Let That's them such, lead. Let them lead with the sleep training. Yeah, let, let them, them lead. <laughs> right. They're the manual. <laughs> They're the manual. But, yeah, like, I think developing that family culture, I think I think you just said it perfectly, like, letting them lead. You can have an idea, and your values are going to come out. Well, like, you got What you think they is will. important. And, like, you'll set, like, you'll set a foundation. Right. And, like, sort of, like... Like, I'm a farm girl, yeah. so, like, you've got that, um, you know, frick, I'm a farm girl, but I forget what I'm talking about, where the cows <laughs> run up in the chute there, and, like, yeah. so you, you set, like, a foundation yeah. and guide them, but they're ultimately going to take little pathways within that, right? Yeah. And so it's not like we're just sitting back and being like, oh, my kid wants to have, like, ice cream for breakfast, for yeah. sure. And yeah. just letting them, that's what they want to do, right? We're still parenting. Yes. We're still trying to make, be- like, we're not letting them run the but, show. Yeah. But allowing them some flexibility and making them, understanding they're their own person. Yes. And they're not a miniature you. Right. And so if we can give them the tools to know who they are, yeah, then maybe when they become parents, yeah. they'll be much better at listening to that inner voice. Mm. Like, yes. wouldn't that be the goal? Yeah. Because, like, 
I did things I didn't want to do. Yeah. You know, like I have a bit of an anxious daughter and I think part of it is because like I kind of did coddle, you know, she didn't go on the playground like she wouldn't go like five feet from me. Right. Until she was like five. Right. And that is like not within my philosophy. Right. right? But I wasn't listening to my inner voice. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, being able to speak. Mm Mm-hmm to what I felt I wanted for my family culture. Yeah. And, yeah, hopefully if we can raise these little, guide these little humans mm-hmm. up to hear their own voice, Yeah. hopefully they won't have to have a podcast yeah. on social media right. shame. Like, right. Right. We, that won't, they won't even know what that is. Yeah. I, I hope for a world of hopefully. that. What's mom guilt? <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't even be, right? I hope these things aren't things for yeah. them. I mean, they probably will they be. will be. <laughs> they're gonna be, but we can hope yeah. that we're setting them up for a better, yeah, to have skills, skills that maybe we wish we had or we had that we're just trying to develop in them. Yeah, and, and they're probably gonna teach you probably more. Sometimes I feel like they teach me oh, yeah. more than I'm ever gonna teach them. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Like patience. Patience. Oh my gosh. Or. That you got to have a main lunch in your lunch at school. Because if you don't, then it's not a good enough lunch to send. That's, I'm going to pride myself <laughs> on the bento box lunches with the protein and the fruit. I'm going to be winning that game. I think I'm going to win gonna that game. You're going to be winning that game. I would yeah. like to pay the school to feed them. Because well, I think I hate the lunch. I'm not at the school lunch phase, but I feel like <laughs> even though I talk like that, I'll probably be like one month in and be like... Sending you the Lunchable and the juice box and whatever I can just throw in there because I'm sick of making lunches. Oh, I believe it. And you know what? That's the thing. Yeah. You may do that. And yeah. then you'll get back on track. And then you'll get back the next and week. And then you'll, you'll get fall it. off again. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll get back up again. I think that's what it is. And Getting that's... back on and off, on and off all on the time. But off. as long as you get back on sometimes and just get back there. Yeah. And just try your best again. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, it's. We really only, what does Dr. Jody Carrington say? I was just going to say, you only have to get it right 30% of the time. Yeah. 30% of the time. We can do 30%. I can freaking do that. I can do 30. (laughs) I, I, like, like some days I might not, I feel like I'm not hitting 30, but like on an average scale, I think we're doing better than 30 on most days. Most days. Yeah. 30% of the time, I think we can hit that bar. Yeah, and if we can't, <laughs> and what is that bar actually? It's not the perfect lunch. It's that not bar the no. Is... It's not the perfect lunch. It's about connecting, connecting with your children, letting them lead, letting them be their own person, supporting them. Yeah, it's not the perfect lunches. Yeah. It's not the perfectly planned vacation. No, it's. But do you, I just want to end on a thought. Like your, all your memories of your childhood. Some or a lot of the funny moments that you think back now were some of the hard times, like traveling and like your vehicle broke down and yes. tired. Like in those moments, like your par- our parents were probably like, that wasn't how they planned this trip to go. <laughs> no. But all of a sudden, like me and my sisters still talk about those moments, like traveling. I feel like our vehicles always broke down. That was like a big thing. But now it's funny, like yeah. Especially the the traveling, the like camping, that's the where road the trips. Memories are Those made. Those are where the memories in the are mess. made. In the mess. Like it's so true. In the when things go wrong yeah. and like you're stranded on the side of the road <laughs> and you gotta like wave down somebody yeah. to help you out. Yes. You know? And you have to work together because you're like with your family and you're in such close proximity with yes. them, so you can't leave. Like you have to figure it out. Got to figure it out. You got to yeah. fight. Like you're on a seven-hour road yes. trip, and no, you don't have a d- distraction. You got no distraction. You have to fight and figure and it out. Eventually, your mom starts singing like an old camp song from when she was six <laughs> because she's sick of hearing she's you. She's sick argue. of hearing you argue. And then, like, you randomly remember that yeah. you know this camp song because your mom was crazy right. one day. Like, <laughs> and then you yes. That's where, that's, that's life. Yes, the finding the beauty in the mess. And that's where it happens most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. We can laugh about it later. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's, we'll end there. Mm-hmm. I like that, so. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Whew, that was really good. So I just want to wrap up by saying that such good conversation. Whew, I got to mm -hmm. listen to this. Um, so as I alluded in my first introduction that Coffee and Grace is really a place to sh connect and share stories with other moms. Um, but I really, in addition to connection, but I also wanted to find a way that allows you to be real and honest without fear of being judged. And we all know there's no one right way to be a mom. And we're not always going to agree with each other. And that I think is completely okay. And I love that we were able to have this conversation knowing we are so different in lots of ways. But then through that, we realize that we're probably more alike than we're different. And regardless of how we parent and what our philosophies are, our family culture, our personalities, that we're able to have these sort of open conversations about how you do it and how I do it and we can take something from each other. So I think that was a big piece of today's conversation is just, there's we don't have the answers. We're not experts. And I, I was hoping you, you know, you've been in the game for longer that you would just come with all the answers, but you came with such like, such good points that um, we can take away from today. It was such a, it was such a good conversation. But anyways, um, Thanks, Des. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. And I guys hope I hope you enjoyed the tangents we went on and can make some sense of what we talked about and take a take a few tips away and and I hope it just helps you sort of reflect on your own motherhood. And you're doing good. You're thirty percent of the time. You're killing it. You're killing it. And I hope this was a reminder that we're also killing it and not killing it all together all together on every single day <laughs> awesome okay well thanks guys we'll talk soon <laughs>